morning. Welcome to Daily Exhortations. Uh, we're finishing out Exodus chapter number 15. And if you remember yesterday's devotion, we started out with the Song of Moses. And now we are coming into the Song of Miriam in verse number 20 of Exodus chapter number 15. If you remember, Miriam is the sister <clears throat> of Moses and of Aaron. And she, according to these verses, is also a prophetess. And she stands up and she proclaims the glory of the Lord. In verse 20, it says, And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Pretty much a, a short synopsis of exactly what Moses' song was declaring. They're singing to the Lord because he has conquered the Egyptians by casting them into the Red Sea and drowning the army there. And it seems like this was a back and forth song between all the women and between Miriam. It's kind of like she was leading in a, um, almost like a chant back and forth, you know. And so Miriam declares God's praises to the people. Verse 22, though, the story continues. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah, which means bitterness. Okay. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, sorry, I got an itch right here. Sorry, when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet, and there he made them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. And let's just stop just for a second there. So I think one thing that we see in this text is how quickly the Jews go from praising God on the one hand, and then three days later, they're complaining and they are bitter against God for the lack of water that is found in the wilderness. And now I don't want to be a little too hard on them because to be honest, if I were out in the wilderness for one day without water, I would probably start complaining as well. And so it's not, it's not the fact that they were complaining about the lack of water that's really the problem here. It's how quickly they go from praising God to not trusting in him and not depending on him, and just complaining about what God has put them through. And, and I think a lot of times we can be, in a way you could say that's like being a little bipolar in our faith. We're unstable in our faith. Uh, James talks about being like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. And we have our high moments, we're doing good, and then pretty quickly we're down in a valley again, so we're, we're back and forth constantly, and that's instability. It is, and that comes from not finding our strength and our faith in our God, not being grounded in Him. We are unstable, so we're like on a roller coaster, spiritually, emotionally, in our walk with the Lord. And that's what Israel's like right now. They're on a high at the beginning of the chapter, they're at a low at the end of the chapter. But it's at this low that God shows Himself to be mighty once again. And so, and so God, God, is, uh, God tells Moses to take a tree and cast it into the waters. And the waters are made sweet or they're made clean. They're made pure again. And there he makes a statue and an ordinance. And there he proved them, the children of Israel, and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, 
and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. This is the name Jehovah Rapha here. And they came to Elam, where were twelve wells of water, and threescore and ten palm trees. And they encamped there by the waters. And I think all of this is a foreshadowing of what God is promising them, and yet how they're going to fail to lay hold of those promises. God is saying, if you trust me, I will make these waters clean. I will take care of you. I will not put any of these diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians. And as an evidence of that, they come to Elam and there's 12 wells of water with plenty of palm trees, shade, and places to be refreshed. And this is, if we will follow God, this is what he is going to bring us into. But what were the conditions? Again, this is Old Testament. There were conditions to this covenant that's promised. He says, if thou will diligently hearken to my voice and will do that which is right and will give ear to his commandment and will keep all of my statutes, then he will do these things for them. <clears throat> and, and I think even in, in Christianity, there is a sense in which my salvation is secured as an unconditional promise. But, and uh, I am accepted in the beloved. But there is a correlation between obedience to God and life working the way that it should. You know, that's, that's kind of the premise of the book of Proverbs right there as well. And God wants to bless us. And sometimes we put ourselves in a position where we can't be blessed because of our disobedience, because of our sin, because we aren't listening to him. We aren't obeying him. And I, I just want to highlight here, though, the blessings that are there when we will walk with the Lord, we will listen to his voice, we will follow his counsel and his advice, and we will follow him and pursue after him. There is blessings. There are 12 wells of water, and there are 70 palm trees awaiting them in the city of Elam, if they will just but keep his promise, his covenant. Hope you have a great day. God bless.